we make it funny. King and D, there's just always bloody something. King and D, just two housemates with a dream. King and D, if you don't like us, you're dead to me. Dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Welcome to Key and D, the podcast. Hey, you babe. Yeah, you babe. You're you always right. say it first. I know, but I kept it. I know you just so much time. Oh, I gotta say oh, it. I like that. Keep it exciting. And keep it young, you toast. Oh, I like it. You okay though? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm cold. I am cold, and I'm. Ref- I haven't turned the heating on in my house yet. Have you? I keep doing this thing like an hour before bed just to get it a bit toasty. Yeah, but then you're in bed. I know, but like it's just nice to go into a room where it's a bit toasty. There's a squirrel that oh keeps my God. saying hi. Oh, hello. Hi, squirrel. Oh, my God, that's so cute. He's so cute, even though they're just little rats, aren't and they? they are just rats with big tails. Disgusting. But, yeah, but yeah. It, it just like you can feel the change now. Yeah. My skin's going mental. My skin's not good. It's oh, like, fuck, babe. I'm like a teenager. But it's blotchy. Something weird happens at this time of year where it's like decides to just go really red and blotchy and dry and strange. Something very infuriating about getting old. I mean, 31 and then yeah. getting wrinkles, but Ugh. also having spots. Yeah, it's just the seasons. Your skin goes mental. I, know, but I don't really understand why. It's like, I don't understand it. Do you know who could tell us why? The guest this week. Yeah. Uh, we loved having her. Um, as well as working for the NHS. I mean, yep. clever, clever girl. Yep. Absolutely hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Really big on TikTok. Clever. Clever comedy. We weren't big on TikTok at all when we interviewed her, were we? This was back in the summer. This was quite a while ago. We had to kind of snap her up when she wasn't working fucking yeah. massive night shifts in a hospital but yeah so we were like chomping at the bit to ask her loads of questions like how do we get big on tiktok how do you find it all why do my ovaries hurt yeah everything (laughs) and why are you so tall why are you so tall and how does that work and how is your life affected by it what do you do i still can't get over how tall she is i watch her on instagram and she's just so long and she'll like post something and like model like her clothes and stuff for TikTok. And I was just looking at her legs thinking, they are such long legs. So long. Like such long legs. When she gets the tiny little like travel sized makeup, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, tiny yeah. compacts. And it's like, is it a tiny compact or is I mean, it a massive girl? Is it a massive, yeah. <laughs> um, but she's very interesting. Yeah. Um, she told us a brilliant story about a birthing story. Yeah. Which everyone's going to really love. We were on the edge of our seats. It was like yeah. one of my favorite apps. So it's just fascinating, like to get up and go to work every day and to never know what's going to happen. Like people yeah. coming in with illnesses constantly, the drama, just the stories. She'll make a brilliant dinner party dinner guest. Dinner party guest. We need to have her over for dinner. I feel like there's so much more where that came from. Definitely. Shall we crack on? Let's introduce our well, Here's the song. Yeah, here we go. She's an A and E doctor and a big tech tacker. She's really tall along like a piece of string. Like a piece of string. She's got real quirky fashion, a very makeup bag, and she's diagnosing everything. It's gastroenteritis. Is she really, really tall, or is everything really small? Smanalusadine. Smanalusadine. Is she really, really tall, or is everything really small? It's been a loose day. 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 Sing it with me now. N H S N H S S N H S N H S N H S S N H S N H S N H S S N H S N H S N H S S. It's been a loose day. Hey, 
my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you like your little song we've done for you? That's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god! It's it's so honestly it's so rewarding seeing our guests like we do it. And this this is why we put on this earth for moments and for moments just like that, just to sing N H S N H S. Okay, I'm going to petition that it. to get on some sort of advertisement, oh my God, fundraising. It's, so it's like a gift to the world, isn't it? It really is. You're a gift to the world, Maddie. Oh my God, stop it. Let's get that to number one. I'm serious. You've got so many followers on TikTok. Yeah, like, Please you do a dance You have the power. Thank you for noticing. Send me the file. Oh my God, send me the file. Are you kidding? MP3 will right. be yours. We were trying to figure out how to do like an N. I know. Ben, like, why don't oh, all yeah. limbs go into N's and H's yeah. and S's? Well, they're just not long enough. You need longer limbs. And you can That's the, the challenge. TikTok challenge. I bet your limbs fly over. Well, they did loads of letters. They're real long limbs. Or bendy. So They really do. Maddie, we're super excited of having you on here. Stoked. So We stoked. just think you're absolutely hilarious. Mm. And we're just obsessed with, like, you're a doctor. You're huge on TikTok. Massive. How did it all start? Like, how did you get into it? It's so annoying because it was accidental. Oh, oh you know. Oh. It's like when you meet other actors and you've been grafting for years oh, of parts. Like I just like got spotted one day. I actually just fell into it. Yeah. I don't really want to be an actress. <laughs> <laughs> well I just I my sister was sending me TikToks. This was in like 2019. And I was like, oh God, what on earth is this? And I was watching them because she's got a good eye for a funny meme. And then I was like, oh okay, like so I downloaded the app to watch it. And then I thought, well, I'll put my Instagram stories on there. I only have my normal Instagram. And I just put little bits on about lamenting about how many night shifts I was going to be doing and how I thought I had a really great bum in a reflection, but someone's <laughs> behind me who's I could see I was very upset um, I am built like a door but it's fine and then it, so one of them just started to sort of like take off a bit and I was like I remember texting my friend getting is it 12k like we're talking oh. views at this point I was like, is it 12k uh, does Hollywood call me do I call them how, do yeah, yeah. how, does, it, how does it work when does the money stop and I just sort of carried on posting and really having a really good fun time and you know and then I mean to be honest it's the sillier videos I've made that have done better like showing how long my arms and legs are yeah. so it's not particularly thoughtful content but it worked. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Like, and then, and then what now? Obviously, you're a doctor. So, how do you balance like your TikTok yeah, life? Yeah, you must be real you... busy, doll. Yeah. Like, we've got so many questions. Like, what do the doctors think about the TikTok thing? Well, do people well, in A&E, when they go in with a yeah, thing, be like, oi, why is my doctor that girl? Yeah, that's like real funny girl that's real tall. It never, it never used to happen. And then the other day, I was walking through work and someone came into the department, the bit of the department I was in, and they looked a little bit lost. And I was like, oh, what? do you know where you go? And he went, ah! Oh, my God. And I was like, you unwell, do you require attention? Because this is the children's, and you're an adult. And she was like, no, I, um, you're that. I'm sorry, I'm a bit starstruck. And I was like, oh God, <laughs> literally it's happening. That's hilarious. You're literally walking around and you're giving everyone heart attacks, yeah. like totally defeating the point. They're in the right place if it's going to happen. It gets my numbers up, you know, I'll get my diagnoses, my yes, treatments. But it, it, doesn't happen, it doesn't happen too much. Although I was walking into work another day and a student nurse walked past me and had a moment and I sort of tried to be like, I didn't notice that. And then I was like, nope, she's calling my name. you got to get used to it, babe. <laughs> this, is, this is your new life now. It's like you you're just gotta be cool. You're like a celebrity of like the hospital. Yeah. It's like this celeb like waltzing <laughs> about. Like it's and amazing. Yeah. The, I feel like that's what the NHS means. Just a bit, just a little bit of glam, a little bit of. Do you know what I mean? I wonder if like yeah. people like find out what hospital you're actually in in an emergency and like come to that. Yeah, hospital get real creepy. Or, or, like, you might have a you get people saying that they're gonna throw themselves off something and break a leg and be and I'm like, don't do that. Okay, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not deliberately oh running into traffic. <laughs> if you come into hospital, that would be silly. But I, I keep it very Wait, under just wraps. To me, 
I know it'd be mad. Oh my god! Meet you. It's like a great prompt for a book, but like also I could see like myself in court going, and that's what happened, Your Honor. Do you know what I mean? That's insane. (laughs) That's insane. People are literally willing to break limbs to come and see you. I know. I'm hoping people are willing to go to A and E to go and see you, babe. That's a miracle. It's just bad. And then what is it like then? Because obviously, like we've we've done all the little like songs and like you know and instagram and we understand we're going out now and people are like key and d and you know and we're getting it people singing our songs at us it's like do you feel now it must be odd starting something on your phone in your house and then being a doctor and then all of a sudden like going out into the world and people knowing who you are like how are you finding that yeah that was the most bizarre thing about all because when i started it everything was in well we went then went into lockdown so i never got the real world like picture of what it would be like and then yeah. it was when i started going out and it's you know it's canal street where i've done most of my impromptu meet and greets um it's pride <laughs> month Yay! <laughs> Yay! Pride. we love pride and then i did start to get that but i'm an unashamed extrovert so i just yeah. i adore it it's yeah. brilliant fun. Oh, God, i really yeah. like it people are really nice yeah, you know, I think they don't, they don't punch down, you know, some yeah. six foot ginger. So what are you going to say? Like, <laughs> I bet when you started lovely. out medical medical school, you just did not see this coming. Yeah, it's, no, I mean not really. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, TikTok didn't even exist then. I suppose it was musically back in whenever I started uni. Have you always been funny though? You well, must yeah. have always had a, an, you know, like a sense of, you know, funny humor, funny bones. Funny people bones. have funny bones. Yeah. That's what. Lots, yeah, yeah. I've all, I've loved, I've loved making people laugh, and it really helps in medicine as well because if mm. someone's if they're if they're hurt if they're worried if they're you know um in a new environment and they're frightened and if you can make them yeah. you know, not during chest compressions or anything but if you can make <laughs> someone laugh then it, it does it. it 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 builds that rapport and it breaks down that it's very That's helpful so true it's like i'm getting so terrified of getting smear tests but if you were there cracking jokes cracking like joke. down in my <laughs> vagina i'd be like having a you right good time comfortable. Comfortable. yeah like yeah. you'd make the trip to the doctors okay you, uh, yeah you know, i could live with that yeah this no. reminds me i have to tell you actually Matt, that talking about being uh taken aback in a hospital i had to go by somebody works there by somebody works there i actually had to um go i went in for an appointment recently and you know how everyone's wearing face masks so we're all kind of smizing we're trying to do as much as we can with the eyeballs um so i had this doctor and and it was like a respiratory doctor and he called me and i was like oh my god is he is is he is he really fit and then we were in the appointment and he was like asking all these questions and then I had to do a peak flow test. So I had to take my mask off. So I was like, oh, the big reveal. Oh, <laughs> and then, bless him, he, he took his he took his mask off at the same time, like almost like a an equalizer. Like, yeah, I'm, like, here I'm here. And when I tell you, he was yeah. and I sent D found him on Facebook. Gave, gave me two minutes. I was like, what hospital are you in? Because What's his surname? I clocked his name it. on the badge. Find him on Facebook. And I sent it to her. We found he's gorgeous. Fit. Fit. <gasps> I want to I stop breathing so I can go and see him. <laughs> no no mask fishing because I've seen some no, of their eyes I think I did, le- I did very badly. It's horrible, isn't it? It's really tragic. It's you get really upset. See, I did really badly easier. on that peak flow test because I was just like, <laughs> I don't feel And well. they're not <laughs> very fit anyway to do, are they? You just got. Well, <gasps> now we just, you know, she's no good at blowing now, so it might not be. <laughs> <laughs> I know, babe. You mugged yourself. You mugged yourself. Oh, Guys, God. I had a doctor. I had a doctor hit on me once when I was, um, well, yeah, no. No, 
Doctor Who, I mean, when my boyfriend got taken into hospital because he got drunk and, like, fell over, and then the A&E doctor was just like, you're with him, seriously? And I was like, yeah. Oh, and he was just like, he, went, when that doesn't, he was like, when, he went, when that doesn't work out, you know where I work. You're kidding. <laughs> so this is where we talk about professional boundaries, and I would like, yeah, that's an example yeah. of someone that crossed it. Because it... it I mean, Lord. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> have you ever... That? I want to know, like, you're in a relationship, right? I am, yes. Was he a patient? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is. Bless him, a very patient man, which is what is required. <laughs> but no, very God, good. No. Lord above, no. No, we keep we keep work and social life incredibly separate. It's not very sexy. Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant in a hospital. Do you know what I mean? It's not like you want to bend someone over over that table. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's not a sexy place to work. And I no. think it's so funny when people are like, oh my God, is it like Grey's Anatomy? And I'm like, in absolutely no way. <laughs> that show, like, I know, absolutely not. They're just all having sex all the time. Yeah. I'm like, you, you don't can't relate. People to, yeah, there's people to save, for God's sake. Stop <laughs> fingering each other. Any time I'll wait and someone's getting a blowy in a cupboard and you I just know. think, Grey's, that's, that's, that's why the wait it. times are so bad. That's, that's why the NHS is collapsing. Everyone's getting fingered. So I want to ask that. Yeah. What's going on? Are you now obviously doing being a full time doctor, but are you doing like acting now? I saw that you were like filming something the other day. Are you now entering into the acting comedy world? I mean, the whole this whole thing has been really peculiar because I just don't quite know. Like, I don't really know where it's all going. I'm just having a really fun time with whatever tends to happen. So I was doing a bit of filming with like yeah. with Lab Bible and Ben and Jerry's, and that was always hilarious because I I even told them because it was going on Lab Bible that they were going to get kickback because I'm a girl to most people unless people are trying to offend me and then they decide I'm not a girl but I'm like honey it's not an insult it's a strong jaw but anyway so I was doing a bit of that but that was more like ad based reaction reacting to stuff <laughs> and then I did this one video with TikTok for their like corporate side and it was like the driest script ever but they had all these costume changes so it was the most fun it was just wow. utterly brilliant so I'm doing a bit of that but I'm, I'm working less than full-time uh, in medicine at the moment which I'd always planned to do at the level of training that I'm at because otherwise mm. it's completely miserable and yeah. I knew to to be a, a good doctor and to do well at my job and to stay in the profession I knew how to make it work for me which the Arkham, which is the Royal College of Emergency Medicine, who were my bosses. Love you, Arkham. And I do, actually. Love you. Um, <laughs> but they're very good at making it work for you because they know that A&E is so demanding. So they know oh. that, we, that they used to make it more difficult to leave, but now they're making it yeah. nicer to stay. And because oh, that's really good. That's is good. shocking. But yeah, yeah so I've, I've struck a nice balance and I'm going wherever it takes me. I'm just having a nice time. It's just really great. Like the complete co- contrast of your life is like, I'm just, you know, saving lives on one hand. And yeah. you know, I'm just cracking a few jokes and getting paid for it. Hey, it's just cracking jokes saves lives, babe. Yeah. yeah. I think we're all in the same Laughter boat here. Is a medicine. Laughter's medicine. Oh, it is. But it's so funny. I, I love when people are like, oh, you know, you get into, you're saving lives. And I'm like, I walked out of a cubicle yesterday and I pulled a cotton bud out of a kid's ear and I'm like, another life saved. But- oh. <laughs> you're welcome, kids. Go forth. Because you must your have life. seen some shit. You must you have seen some life. absolute Well, we want to get on to that, but we just really want to talk before we get really stuck into like the health thing because we've got a few questions. Yeah. Right. Babe, how tall are you? Like, how? how what is your actual height? <laughs> do you want it in centimetres? Are we in metric or imperial? We oh, want. Just, let's do. Um, I can do inches, feet and inches. In inches. I can't work <laughs> out. I'm six. So I'm six foot one, which is 186 wow. centimetres. I'm enormous. I'm enormous. Honestly, amazing. Like, that- 
what power you must have at music festivals. Yeah, we literally listen. You must yeah. see everything. You can see everything. Brilliant. I went shopping with my mum and we were walking around and she took, my mum's only five foot four, bless her. My dad's oh. tall, but the milkman's taller, but we don't talk about hey. that. <laughs> and she turns to me and she goes, Maddie, I just realised why it is that you just seem to dart around the shops. It's because you can see over the tops of the rails. So oh you can God. decide where to go next. Whereas poor five foot four, five foot three, mum's got to weave oh. around to look at things. So yeah, it's great. I love being tall and I play netball as well. So like I when I go running it. with Diana, it's like you've got these like long gazelle legs and I've got these little tiny stumps and I have to take triple the amount yeah, of steps. We still to hop together and I'm like, babe, you're on your own now. Like, I've got to go. Like, I'm too small. Got She's of trotting legs. along. Yeah. I'm just like galloping. I think I think tall girls tend to have small friends though. I've got I've got yeah. one of my closest friends. She's about four foot ten. Oh my god! We like that power though, babe. You know yeah. what I mean? 100%. We were, we were working together in hospital and they were like, I was a little and large. And I'm like, you better mean height. I'm serious. <laughs> so six foot one. How tall is your boyfriend? Six foot six. Oh, is he bloody basketball player? Is there a tall Tinder? Like, how the yeah. hell did you find him? It's so, so basically, years ago when I met him, I was really fed up with all the small talk on apps because it was boring. I knew what I wanted Hate to know. It. So I Hate developed it. my algorithm and I treated it like I was on Bumble. So the girl message first Ugh. and so i treated it like an automated phone line so i had one for press one if you're here for um a one night stand two for dating three for a mid to long term thang and four What's for the that? immediate proposal of marriage Genius. anything two and above got you the next one which was the vertical effort comparison i'm six foot one i mean i, I used to be a little bit heightist but it's because i knew that when i was dating men that's what i preferred so i mm. thought you know why not this is a triage system in my opinion and yeah. boys just swipe yes to everyone anyway well, that's what yeah. he admitted to yeah, yeah and um so then you know anyone that i felt wasn't quite tall enough they were met with a protocol savage immediate unmatch which yeah. thanked them for their interest in the subject maddie but the process ended here <laughs> and if any of them sort of tried to go a bit off piece and they were like oh lol how are you I'd be like, this response has not been understood. <laughs> Out of office forever. This is, like, this is how I need to do my dating. Yeah, like, there's a proper do. system going on here. It's like a business. I'll send yeah, you, you it. Do. Can you it's send on my the template? On my phone. She needs it. I'll send you the template. You might have to change some bits. Yeah, okay. Please send it to me because I'm really into getting because I was slightly heightest for a while. I was I'm, all my boyfriends like six foot three, my ex is six foot four. But and I used to always rule out, rule out small men. But now I'm like, now I'm getting older. I'm like, if they're a good person and they're fit and they're gorgeous, I can't be 100%. picky. Like, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. Well, you're super tall. Yeah, and I was only... And the tricky thing as well is I was definitely a bit heightist from my own personal likes, but then you're completely right. There's a lot mm. of am amazing men who aren't tall and, and it, height has nothing to do with it. But yeah. what I did find is it was avoiding awkward meets where I'm a lot taller than the boy and then they get some sort of absolute complex and I'm stood there like, oh, well, I feel great now. Thanks, hun. I'm sorry that you're insecure, but yeah. I'm not. So it avoided that as well. It's it's just, you want to be able to wear like a... Like maybe a shoe with a bit of a yeah, at least a kitten heel without getting a fucking yeah complex um, every time yeah a little kitten heel yeah and it always uh, funny it always comes from the boys the boys are, are, tend ninety percent of the time tend to be the ones that will have a problem with it you'll see and um, I, you know you'll see a tall girl with it with a smaller guy and if there's any issue it, it always comes from the men's side because they feel in some way that they're emasculated course. and then what what are we supposed to do walk around on our knees exactly but I think it's always really really cool when you see like a rock star dating a supermodel and they're quite small. Oh, and they've got this like, really gorgeous, like, leggy fucking yeah. icon next to them. Like, yeah. there's something really hot about that. Like, who is in the girl Sophie Turner and 
Joe Jonah. Yeah, they look great together. They look fab. And we you know that Joe Jonas a rock star. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a rock, rock star. I'm dead. He's got a massive <laughs> burning penis. up, burning yeah. up. Yeah, the rock stars young children. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's got a massive knob. You just yeah, you just it. know that like it's a tryhard <laughs> situation when they're that. Some of them are you know like some like Ronnie Woods real small. Yeah, but you know he gets but they're it. Hung, in the they're hung. And we've got more. Qu- what size shoe? What? I feel I'm bulgar. My mom's gonna be so upset. Yeah. What what size shoe? Loads of questions. Are you? I'm only an eight. Only an eight. Nine in trainers. Oh, yeah. Okay. My mum said if my feet Nine. were any smaller, I'd topple over. Oh, <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, because, you know, the surface area for yeah. yourself. So, you know, right, okay. Completely. Any strong wind, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> and what bed do you sleep in? Is it a king? Is it a super king? So we've got a super king. So right, it's, yeah. it's six foot wide and six foot six long. That's 12. Like my mum has been six foot seven and we've just come back from being on a family holiday and he, it's a real thing, like, when we were going into the Airbnb, he was so anxious if the bed had an end because he was oh, like, yeah, we can't if it has an end, board. it's all over. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all yeah. these things you've got to think about. Actually, when I first got together with my partner, we um we would share it. It was just had double beds and we wouldn't sleep over each other because it was miserable. We could we didn't fit in the bed. So it was just like, oh, it's just oh, not God. the one. And now we have our own separate, yeah, absolutely. We have our own separate duvets too. It's very European, but it works perfectly. But we're own- I mean, I may as well not live with the boy. I can't see him in the bed. He's so far away. It's very <laughs> Danish to just like never touch or see your partner. Do you know what I mean? It's very yeah, classy. We don't talk either yeah. i think i think he's, he's 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 german and i think he he's english but I'm yeah. <laughs> well that's amazing. oh that is absolutely hilarious and then do like, we have any other height questions yeah i got a question we had a few do you always down. have to pay for extra leg room on a flight good question um no because i only do that if it's a gifted trip right <laughs> otherwise right. i suffer sky bed. i'll suffer in economy but if it's a gifted trip i'll be like yeah i need extra leg room I for health reasons <laughs> fold into economy don't you'd really have to like fold yeah. really fold it in I yeah can, Tetris myself. I do. I do. I do fit in normal chairs. <laughs> okay, good. But what good about like when you were the theatre and there's people sat behind you? Do you get do you people like, oh, for God's sake, I'm sat behind this girl, can't see anything. Yeah. Do you get like a lot of huffing and puffing? I've not that I've ever noticed because normally I'm the one doing the huffing and puffing if someone's brought individually <laughs> wrapped sweets. And I'm oh, furious and I want to no. jump over the chair and snatch the sweets off them. Be like, either unwrap them before you come or don't bring Pre-unwrap. them. Pre-unwrap. So not or, really. or do it at the beginning when like the overture is happening. Yeah, you know, know. Get it all ready. You need the overture, otherwise how are you going to follow the themes throughout? Yeah. Come on now, the overture is the most important bit. But no, right. not, I mean, and also if they do have a huff and puff, then I'm a bit like, you know, my posture is more important than the health exactly. of my upper back. Because to be honest, I've not got that long of a back. It's mostly my legs that have made me enormous. <laughs> it's the leg- it's the legs. I was going to ask you so which part of the body down, you're I'm not too The torso well. is smaller. <laughs> yeah. Not in like a... Not, I, I don't look like Gru, but I'm not far <laughs> Maddie, you don't understand. We've got a list of questions and I haven't, I haven't read them through probably. Dee's written down, do you need a special house? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have to like duck under like doors? No. Like, I'm not like. <laughs> well, a door frame is six foot six, so I'm all right. Well, I fit under doors. Off, I mean, babe. you know. If you're offering a special house, I'll take it. You can't live in a cottage. Hanging, no hanging lamps. 
I get it. Oh well, yeah. I could have lived in a cottage. You need to like fix things, you know, like you get a bad back if you're always like bending down for things and stuff, you know. I'm just Well to be honest, I would like higher countertops. Yeah. So if I was when I when I eventually buy a house, I would like higher countertops, higher sinks. Yes. Yeah. Because I was once I accidentally used the kids' sink at work and I looked like a question mark washing its hands. (laughs) It was just ridiculous. So it's it's mostly just because I look mad, but um no, I fit in a normal house. Okay, good. <laughs> right, we got that fine then. Right, like, well, we should we won't... draw a line under the right. like questions? Yeah, I'll just we... email you some more because I've got No, if a lot. they're as good as do you need a special house, house. I want to hear them. I just saw that and I was like, babe, that is incredible. She's just going on a sort of mind map. Like, like, pros and cons. Yeah. Do you have a special car? Do you have a special house? You know, what does your family think about all you Were are? you always this tall or was it a southern spurt? Oh, yeah, spurt this was it. Is Were you always question. that tall or was it a southern spurt? So, yeah. No, not really. So I was a bit of a late bloomer and there's studies that show that your spinal growth and your leg growth is, is if, you, if, you, if your puberties are later, you tend to be taller. And my puberty was a bit later. It did eventually come though, thank God. Um, but so I was never really that tall. And then I remember, I must have been like 13 or 14 and I suddenly started getting really tall but other than that I'd never been very tall and my dad's six foot four but the rest of my family aren't well my dad's side are taller but I'm the tallest by by a way wow I was about to say I'm 30 do you think there's any hope for me that there could be like a late life growth spurt well you can I grew last year I'm not even joking just before I turned 30 I grew just by like a tiny Did few there. centimetres. I needed more than a few uh, centimetres though. I need at least maybe a, an yeah. inch. Is that a thing? Like, do you think I actually did grow or do you think I just like sat up more or what was going on? I don't think you grew. <laughs> maybe your <laughs> hair got a bit more volumised. You got just, a quiff. I just felt like longer and I was stood next to people, but maybe people are shrinking and I'm actually not growing. Yeah, maybe. Well, I think posture is a massive. So I've always tried to walk around and stand very tall because I'll see a lot of tall girls and they've obviously hunched for a lot of their life because they've been worried about being tall and no I'm I'm I love being tall so I think posture's yeah. got a massive thing to do with it yeah, totally definitely. so maybe you just stand mm. up straighter now maybe I do maybe I was just walking around like, like, all hunched, hunched over after yeah. the pandemic and miserable and then I finally was like actually the life is good yeah, again maybe so we want to talk about what we've got an actual doctor on yep. our podcast Let's like, this is this is like a, the golden ticket so babe get ready I am coming <laughs> at you I knew neither. that was a catch <laughs> I know we literally were like um, I've got this one I've got a wart on my yeah. bum and I've got this and this and this yeah but we became so did you watch it, then this is going to hurt yeah I've, I've recently just watched it actually because I finally got a TV license it's what a- did you think did you like it I thought it was brilliant and I think it was it was hauntingly accurate was wow. that? Yeah, that's why I wanted yeah. to ask. My so, friend triggering. Yeah, my friend directed it, Lucy Forbes, and she's just absolutely oh, amazing. She's incredible. But I was thinking, yeah, as a doctor, was it literally, yeah, bang on? Was it yeah. triggering watching it? <laughs> I, I'm a, I, I like watching medical stuff, even when I'm like not at work. I quite like the 24 hours near need to, I quite like watching. Yeah. So I enjoyed um, watching it. But I did, I mean, Obs and Gynae is a specialty I'd never work in because it's just so highly litigated and you'll get uh, struck off and sued. And it's, and it, uh, you know, because it's just such a, a lot uh, of things can go wrong in that specialty. But yeah, the, the, how the characters uh, interacted with each other, the very worried nurse that was worried about everyone. I, I resonated with all of those because yeah. you know you've worked with people that are that wow. are very like that. And I, I met Adam Kay briefly as he as I stumbled down the stairs at the National well, Comedy no Award. He was the most stable thing nearest to me, and I was like, "Well, I have a chat on the way down this enormous flight of stairs." Uh-huh. He's also really funny. I follow him on Twitter, and he's hilarious. Hilarious. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I'd read the books, but I hadn't watched um, the the series. And I did say to him, I thought it was you know incredibly brave that he'd done that. And I wanted to ask him whether he would have put that out if he was still practicing. And I think he uh, wouldn't have done because uh, it's. I think there's a lot of medicine that we purposefully keep hidden we keep this illusion alive this fourth wall we don't break that because huh. you know you want people to have faith in the healthcare system so I yeah. think it was really brave that he did it but it yeah it was it was spot on we just yeah That's we just so interesting. It's interesting. we just became completely fascinated mm. by it all mm. because obviously it's just miles away from what we do again we do save lives with our comedy but you know it's absolutely just, you do you do it's like what your sort of um, your disgust sort of like level like must be you just you must see all sorts like blood you and get you so blasé yeah you so must just be like it. oh an asshole yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must like, have just seen it all like you get scared at needles like whatever you've got any like any sort of like i'd be the worst doctor of all time because i'd constantly <laughs> just be like no 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 yeah you must just be like so good well you do you definitely get you do get really used to it because you are exposed to like and it's not just that there'll be like one thing in one day where you go, oh my god! I've... But it's the fact that you'll, you know, like we, I've seen, I've seen very young children who have been in road traffic accidents, oh and horrendously injured. And then the next thing that you'll go and do is you'll you'll go and pull a piece of Lego out of a kid's nose. And then uh, the next yeah. thing that you'll do is you'll have, you know, you'll be laughing and joking with with your colleague on your break. And so it, it's not just that these big things that happen; they don't happen all the time. But it, it's it's where they're paired up with completely, yeah, you know very normal boring yeah. standard life events and they they run in parallel and wow. it's this bizarre thing where you're working in a department you know that something completely life-altering and life-changing wow. is going on behind the wall and you know life just continues as normal on the other side so and i find myself when I, i'll tell sto- i'll tell some stories and i'll be thinking oh this is people think oh what's really, tell me a really interesting story and i'll be like well i haven't really got any but then i'll start yeah. a story that i think is really boring and people will be like Wow. <laughs> because you do get so used to it. I mean, I'm, the only thing I'm squeamish about is teeth, which is good because I'm not a dentist. Teeth? Why teeth? I like them. Oh, I hate the dentist. I'm terrified oh. of the dentist. I had braces for years and years and I wore my retainers and they're still in about the right place. Yeah. But I just, the dentist, oh no, not the oh, one. What is it like it the drilling? Oh, like, the drilling. Oh. Yeah, can't do it. I just don't mind being uh, I can get eyes mm, eyes yeah yeah like anything like going it like in the eye no no yeah. no I really I don't really mind being like prodded and poked or anything like that like I don't mind people like rummaging and rummaging, rummaging about around. apart from when it's actually I get weird about my vagina like I went for a smear test because my my is it my, my something's tilted my you say you'll probably got cervix. an introverted or retroverted yeah but i tell you what finding a cervix on a smear i'm oh. I'm, I'm glad i'm not a gp because it's really tricky sometimes yeah. sometimes it's like really it's, tricky yeah i think with your I, kind of um fanny it can be a bit tricky i know they're but... always rummaging about and yeah. i'm just like i'm like just get it over and done with and then yeah. i can feel it and i'm like, like it's just too much i hate yeah. it i absolutely hate it yeah i hate it it's, it's, a, it's an odd one yeah but i tell you it's when you are searching around for the cervix from the other end it's so satisfying when it sort of just like comes off over the horizon and you're, you're like, like oh, oh there it is <laughs> there you are darling oh wow that's yeah. so interesting it's, I'm, I'm learning like everything yeah so, like oh, right okay this is what I, have you ever saved like a life have you ever had someone in front of you that literally 
is like moments away from something, you know, the worst happening and then... Well, do you know what? So I, n- I never really had a good story for this, but and I haven't told this story to oh, anyone in the I know you yeah. have got an exclusive. Cause oh I, my God. The thing, the thing I try very hard not to do is be exploitative as a doctor and someone yeah. on social media. Of yeah. Yeah. So yes, over of the course. pandemic, there was a load of people that were doing an awful lot of content about the pandemic and it didn't, it made me feel a bit icky because I just thought you're in this hugely privileged position with people's relatives who were there you know be very don't exploit that because it was getting mad views and clicks anything like that so I do try not to but yeah. i'll tell you the story anyway <laughs> basic so the other this is probably the only one yeah really one of the only times that i think it was pretty clear cut that i had an intervention that i'm thrilled i was able to have but it was all just mad timing so basically this was only a couple of weeks ago um i was leaving work and i was doing a horrendous shift which is a five until two in the morning so 5 oh, p.m till 2 a.m oh, babe, it's not it's hero. not the worst shift i've done thank you oh my um, god six till four is so much worse but anyway and i'd been fanning around and i was just finishing something off so i ended up leaving a little bit late so i was it was about 23 in the morning and i was walking out and around and where i'm working when you come out from the emergency department it's completely deserted there's you know it's the middle of manchester but there's just not really anything around uh. and i'm walking out and i'm sort of like and i can hear someone shouting in the distance and i was like oh no this is why we walk together to the car park yeah, oh, get no. assaulted. yeah. what a shame rest yeah. in peace i've had a good yeah, life I, yeah. Yeah. Well, i'm dead yeah. right yeah i was thinking do i fetal position do i was, anyway so i'm thinking he's shouting help and he sounded you know like potentially maybe he was drunk and i wasn't yeah. really sure what was going on but it's a definite panic in the air yeah. so i come around the appear around the corner and i can see this man in the distance and he's um, sort of walking towards me and I'm like what's going on it's not great lighting so he's carrying something I'm like what on earth is happening and as he gets closer he's carrying a newborn baby oh no and I'm looking at it like and my mind I don't know if you've seen it but there was a horrible video from America of this man that was having some sort of psychotic episode on drugs and he yeah. was carrying a, a newborn that was dead. And that oh, my mind went to that God. video and I was like, I'm like, what what is about to happen here? Yeah. This is terrifying. So I get closer, he's panicking, he's panicking, he's shouting, and this kid's limp in his arms. It's, oh. it's looking floppy, it's white, and I'm thinking, oh good God. Okay. Yeah. So I run up to him, he runs up to me, he sh- my girlfriend's just given birth. She's I don't know where she's she's giving she's bleeding and I'm like and I'm looking oh at this kid's not moving and I'm thinking, right, okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, there's no one around. So I'm thinking, give me the child you need to go back to your girlfriend. You have to call. You have to shout for help. I'm going to come back. So I take this child, this newborn off him that's just umbilical oh cord gosh. flapping in the wind. Oh. And I hold it up myself. And I'm just trying to get over how bizarre it is. And I start sort of, I was working in, in a pediatric um, emergency department. So I start running back. And I'm not a runner. I'm not a track star. I could taste blood. I was hoping it was my own. Oh um, my and I'm God. running back in. And, then, and so what you do with newborns, so if you if you have, if you have a newborn that's not doing anything, is you stimulate it. So you rub yeah. it really hard. You get yeah. it dry. Yeah. You yeah. give it a wiggle to try oh. and stimulate it to breathe, especially if it's gotten cold, because it wasn't very warm. Oh. And so then I'm running and it starts pinking up a bit. And I'm running and I'm looking at this kid like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your mother. But okay. <laughs> the thing that kept going, and it starts sort of weakly crying and looking a bit pink, and I'm huh? like, okay, cool. Oh and then gosh. I'm just thinking, I'm going to have to run back into work. They've just been like, Maddie, for God's sake, go home. Um, and I'm going to have to run back in with a newborn. This what? is bizarre, and I'm going to look ridiculous. So oh the doors God. we've got are these like sliding see, um, glass doors. Yeah. And you can't really see out very well when the lights are on inside. So I thought, well, I'll have to shout on my way out now up towards the door. Now, you'll always know if someone shouts really politely, they need your help now, now. Wow. The lighter it is, the more worried you are. So I'm like, hi, can I get some help, please? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the door, like, 
what? And so they let me in. And so I sort of like run through to recess, past the nurse's desk. And they all did this great impression of how I ran. I looked like the child Those snatcher in the moping. Wow. <laughs> and I put oh the kid God. down in recess. And then I've got to like, they're looking at me and I'm like, I know nothing more than what you are currently observing. And that I've just left work and run back in with a newborn. So then I run out and I have to explain that we have to find the mum because the mum's out there. She's oh, still God, bleeding somewhere. Oh, so I like, put a, an, an obstetric crash call out into the peds recess. So then I went and found mum. One of my um, colleagues ran out ahead of me and I said, Did you go that way, I think. Oh, yeah. So we find her. I was certain that I was wading through this blood, but when obstetrics arrived, like a mirage over the horizon, I was like, Are you the obstetric team? They were like, Yeah. And I was like, Thank God. Oh, my God. Oh, I was this sure is crazy. I was wading through it, but it was like 800 mils of blood they thought she'd lost. They went, Whoa. Oh, mils. And I was like, No, it was up to my knees. I'm sure of it. But good outcome. Mum and baby completely fine. Oh, my God. Two lives. <laughs> Well done. Someone make a TV show about Maddie. This is Maddie's This is going to hurt. It was bizarre. That is so funny. It's like obviously so unexpected because you've like you've clocked off and then there you are. But imagine like timing's incredible though, isn't it? As well, like imagine if you were there at that exact moment at that time clocking off and like you knew what to do. It's incredible. Completely deserted area. So it was the timing was up and down. I remember just thinking that I was like, "There's just no way," because it was. It was just absolute perfect timing of it all. And, wow. and I was walking oh out, God. yeah, I clocked off. I was thinking, what floor is my car on? I haven't got a clue. Does anyone ever come in again and like say, gee, yeah. thanks so much for that? Like, Yeah, we had a really nice dad who I treated his daughter and then he brought, he he ran one of the local takeaways, one of the local restaurants and he brought in, I can't even explain how much food oh, the next that's night. that's so, so sweet. Nice. And it's one of my favourite rest, like takeaway restaurant things. So I was oh. like, that's where you work. He was like, yeah, he brought and honestly I had to help him carry it through to the break room you're like does anyone anyone else in your family need any help I'll be your personal GP I know it is it's just oh, for food we're so lucky we're oh, so yeah. lucky wow. the, we're so lucky as well like obviously with the NHS and everything that we can just go in and be looked after I had like really bad kidney stones and I went in and they were so bloody great with mm. me like honestly yeah, kidney stones are very very sore it was weird. it was it an absolute yeah oh. it literally I was it was the most horrendous pain and the only thing that could relieve me was like having the suppositories of my bum and like I was Stick the and I, just, I just didn't care yeah. I was on all fours just like completely naked Kid, get them up there. about the hospital just there. like get them up my bum yeah please. you just don't care <laughs> yeah well who screams more people in labor or people with kidney stones <laughs> so i i can remember when i was more junior i saw like my first kidney stones case and it was this guy that had come in and he must have been in his 40s and he was sort of like we, we, we was really busy and we had beds queuing up the corridors and he's sort of like like he's laboring he's on he's got his arms on the bed and he's rocking back and forth and he's all this and he's just trying to get comfortable and he's like right in the face and he's like what on earth is going on and then I remember I spoke to him and he was sort of saying it's this colicky pain we describe it as which means yeah. it comes in waves and fades and waves and fades uh-huh. and so he was explaining that and I'm thinking and then you test the urine and often the urine has blood in it because obviously the stone's irritating the urethra and the uh-huh. ureters and whatever and so um, I told him that, that's what I thought it was and he was like oh my god I can't believe it. I've never been in so much pain so he looked like a labouring like an early yeah, stage he's of having labor, a baby. he looked like a yeah. labouring woman yeah. he said that it felt like because it, it is because that c- contracting colic I've got really good yeah. idea. We should make men all get kidney stones yeah. at one point yeah. in their lives. <laughs> so they, know how so it they can feel. fucking understand what we go through. 
Oh my god! And you can get these things called staghorn calculi, which you know, um, if you ever played jacks, where you throw the ball at the little metal thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what the that's what the kidney stone looks like. Oh. It's got spikes. Oh, it's got spikes. Yeah, the nasty bastards. Honestly, How does the body yeah. make it, that. It's What's like the body it's up to six millimeters. Mine. Devil. It's just quite big. That's a big uh, like I was, yeah. it was horrible. I was in so much pain. Literally, just like rolling around, like no peace but they were in my body for like four years and no one and i was in pain constant agony on and off and had a bruise every time i go in a run i'd like sometimes i'd be sick and i'd go and like no one really knew what was wrong with me and then all of a sudden it just went it went mental one day um but yeah Yeah. but they were great we're so lucky that we can just like take ourselves in hospital and like and have that you know yeah we want to ask some questions yeah um about especially like to do with women because i you know we feel especially that there's not a lot of sort of like healthcare and support and support for yeah. women like we've got you so we're gonna ask you more questions we've got two we've got one question each down i'll go first really quick so i've got this and i i think it's not uncommon but i have this perhaps irrational fear that i am infertile that i cannot have kids and i've never tried i've never been pregnant um and I'm nearing that point in my life where I probably want to have a kid, but I'm so um, crippled by fear that I can't. And I have an opportunity to perhaps find out if I can or not. And I'm wondering if you think, uh, this is more of a psychologist question, but if if it's worth finding out in order to like maybe get ahead of the thing or just figure out when I get to it, what would you advise? I mean, so in sort of generic terms about fertility, and it's not my sort of area of specialty, Mm. but as far as I'm aware, there's not really anything that is going to be able to tell you for certain in the future, you will be able to have a healthy pregnancy that results in a healthy child. There's not um, yeah. anything that will tell you absolutely for certain that you can. Yeah. There certainly are things that you can look at that will give you indicators whether it might be challenging for you. So yeah. you could, you know, if if there, if there were any sort of diagnosed structural abnormalities or yeah. if there was anything, you know, issues with anovulation, so not ovulating or if, you know, but there's there's not what I would say is and and this is the approach I have to it because I'm 30 in December yeah. and I'd like to have children yeah. and then I 100% could understand this idea of what if I couldn't and that would be really good because I think it's indoctrinated into us slightly wrongly or rightly Uh, that we make and carry children and I think then if we feel that we don't fulfil that that can be really quite a confusing definitely that's that's something I should be able to do biologically so I try and separate how much control I have over that and, and understand the control I have and can have and the control I don't have so I would say the important things that you can do is is know what's normal for you yeah and if things are, are becoming abnormal to get those things looked at yeah. and yeah. assisting for more than two weeks yeah i mean really you could have testing to say that you probably shouldn't have problems in the future yeah but there's no definitive test it. yeah no okay. that might that might say if they look in there and they realize you're actually male chromosomes with androgen insensitivity and you've got testes in yeah. there, not ovaries which can happen it's very interesting which is why i think any arguments over gender and trans things wow, are bizarre wow. yeah. like everyone's got a bit of everything so interesting well, well, I'll, so I'll quickly mention, so basically, you've yeah. got your chromosomes, but if you're, when you're developing as a fetus, if you've got female, um, if you've got male chromosomes, but you're insensitive to androgens, like testosterone, yeah. when you develop as a fetus, you, the testosterone's coming at you, but your body's like, I don't know what to do with that. Huh. So by default, you develop as female. So you'll have external female uh, genital characteristics, wow. but you'll be infertile. Wow. So you'll get these people that will look female externally, but they've got male chromosomes, but they were insensitive to androgen. 
Because I've never general, heard like, this before. This, this is fascinating. Is, yeah. Unbelievable. Androgen insensitivity. Very interesting. So, but my, my point really is, yeah. is that um, from fertility side of things, you could have testing done to be like, yeah, you'd never be able to have children, very likely if they go and then it's not a uterus. That's yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then you could you could then have that probably it wouldn't be wouldn't be a problem but i think That's we don't so talk about infertility and miscarriage enough to normalize no. it because like, it's something like one in five pregnancies ended oh my god and i know i think for it... me as well like obviously we're all sort of 30 or you're 29 it's more just like we're having kids later because yeah. we ju- it just takes a minute to like get there now yeah, just different we're, we're, we're very career driven as yeah, well yeah it's more just, just like i just want another 10 years he's not what he was but then oh, our totally. bodies are still also getting older yeah. it's like, i think we just get so terrified because like we've used the pull out method for like so so long, long. and you're still you have not genuinely that is my number one anxiety it's like as a teenager I think I've count. Uh, this is terrible. Sorry, mum and dad, but I can count the amount of times I've used a condom on my. Oh my god! Like, pull wow. out It's so bad. Like, so bad. And like, had no idea about cycles and like, you know, la 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 ovulation. Yeah. So I was just like fucking taking ch- taking chances. Yeah. And never. And that's honestly why I'm so scared. Cause I'm like, surely it should yeah. have had to have. I know, but then is it true that there's only probably like a certain amount of days you can get pregnant? Or you can get pregnant a lot in your cycle, but there's specific stronger days. From my, so it's safer to assume that every time you have semen entering the vagina that you could become pregnant. That for me is the safest way to approach it. And you'll see a lot of these like natural cycles things that are trying to market themselves as a contraceptive when Uh, really they're only useful as a family planning device to mm, see when you're most fertile. The difference, yeah. Yeah, because there's a lot of influencers who I've seen... um, um, promote natural cycles as a contraceptive who are now huh. have lovely babies yeah. to show for yeah, it. Magically. I am dead. So there are definitely times where you are more likely to be fertile, times around ovulation. Yeah. I just asked mine quickly there yeah. but yeah. mine's more like, I've been going through some problems I've got polycystic ovaries and then I had this like really bad flare up where I was like getting pain in my legs and bloating for ages. I sort of went on Instagram and I went to the doctors and he thought maybe I had endometriosis. He's going to put me on the pill but then like everything's calmed down so for like it was going on for like what four months Long or something time, yeah and then months. yeah and then like everything's been fine mm. for like a few months mm. but then i got a call to say like do you want to come in for your operation mm. but i'm thinking well i've not i've been okay for a few months now so do i not need to go in for the operation or i've been like no just i'll get back to you because i'm quite busy i don't want to put my body through that well, like, do you mm. think that like I should still go and get it done, even though I feel okay? Or yeah. So, from an endometri- endometriosis point of view, one of the really tricky things about this, and there sadly is a rhetoric that doctors don't listen to women and doctors mm. expect women to be in pain. And while mm. I think that's potentially been an issue, I think women we expect to be in pain at least once a month. Yeah. The way that we approach our own wow. pain is very different to how men approach pain. Yeah. A man has a pain. There's nothing biologically that should cause a man pain. Mm. Yeah. So there's obviously always something wrong. Whereas women with wow. condition that you. Know, experience pain yeah so there's a tricky but the really tricky thing with endometriosis so endometriosis is basically when you get wall uterine wall lining growing thing elsewhere yeah. elsewhere that isn't the, the lining of the womb so you can have it growing on the ovaries you can have it growing on your peritoneum which is like the lining of your abdomen ah. you can have it growing all over the place and then what happens then is that when it then sheds is it irritates the inside of your body and it's the inside of your body sends out these alarm signals going there's blood where there shouldn't be blood there's something where there yeah. shouldn't be something and it's telling you some it's up some it's wrong it's not, which is yeah. why you get yeah. really horrendously painful period yeah now what they found so the operation that you're probably talking about is called a diagnostic diagnostic laparoscopy yes, which it. is keyhole surgery looking into the peritoneal cavity to see what's going on now what they found is they had women who had let's say 10 out of 10 severe terrible pain yeah. and when they looked at the level of disease we'll call it disease within 
but I don't mean that they're diseased. Yeah, I yeah. how much excess lining there is in the wrong places. They found it didn't correlate. So you'd have some women who were absolutely chocker full of uterine lining all in the wrong places. Mm. It looked awful in there, their work. Because what can happen when you're insides get inflamed you get what's called adhesions where yes. basically if you can imagine everything in there is all slippery and wobbly uh. and if it gets a bit inflamed it goes a bit gooey and uh. they can goo to each other and it can goo to your side and that gets sore because that te- causes tearings and pain yeah you know, you'll look in you'll see someone has got adhesions they've got uterine lining everywhere it looks scarred it looks but they won't have the same level of pain as someone that you go in who's got one tiny little yeah. patch that you ablate yeah so i think it's useful for point of view to be able to someone have a physical look at the external parts of your ovary of your uterus of your inside to see what's going on to see you know Uh, is is there anything there that should have been causing pain yeah and what they can do if they find areas they can ablate them which basically means to burn them away to stop Mm. them recurring would you say that maybe within the the nhs the sort of women's health care is at the bottom of the pile or do you think it's getting better or like what, what would you, if you had money? Yeah, where if, would you find? Yeah, if, if you, you had, yeah, if you got given millions right now to put into a certain area, what, yeah. what would you do? So I think oh, broadly it would be education. So you say something really huh. interesting where where you talk about um, knowing about what's going on, and that is uh, half the battle. Uh, yeah. So okay, so so but education about women's health like, would be so important. So there's something called Mittelschmerz, which is a German word for middle pain, Ooh. and that is pain or ovulation that happens in the middle of your cycle. So I will get Mittelschmerz, uh, tend to be one side or the other depending on where you're ovulating from. And because I know, oh, I'm getting a bit of discomfort there, oh, that's a bit sore, but because I know what that pain is, it arms me with the knowledge and I'm not frightened by it. And I'm I'm aware of what, so I think that'd be important. Mental health needs a huge uplift. 100% I would put things towards that because that has such it's got its mental health has got its fingers in every other part of medicine. It is, you can't have one without the other. So women's health especially but I think it all does come down to that doctrine of women are expected to have pain we're expected to have sore boobs yeah. we're expected for, to have our periods to bleed we're expected to then nurse children and uh. have cracked nipples we're expected to push people out of our body we're expected uh. to be in yeah. pain and so it's unpicking that and understanding what is normal pain for you and what is not normal. yeah right. and I think there's this big old swing towards um you know completely holistic avoiding western healthcare um whole person type care uh, and i think that's wrong because i think we need to have both those together where we again. say you know let's understand medically what's going on but also yeah let's 100 percent take care of this holistic whole person um side of it and and understand a massive massive part the start to all of that is understanding what's going on if you yeah. understand it it's so much less frightening and and Fear has a huge amount to pay and how yeah. to well, play how much yeah. pain. Yeah. And, and totally. stress, which is mental health, isn't it? I mean, it, that's been so amazing. Honestly, like, like it's, it's been so, so interesting. Thank you. We but, just want to do one little more. I mean, you say you're a doctor, but we also just want to do one little test to see if you know okay. um, what these, because we found some particularly funny sounding uh, syndromes okay. yeah, 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 yeah. And we thought we'd just oh, see if you'd, if you'd come into contact with any of them. Oh, yeah. Check. Oh, my God. Do you okay. Go? Let's okay. Just a few. Okay. Okay. What is Alice in Wonderland syndrome? Oh, that's very interesting. So that is um, more of a, on the realm of psychosis, where people will, it's sort of a depersonalization, derealization type syndrome, where they imagine that they are, you know, when Alice drinks the potion, Down the she becomes hole. massive and, and everything else is very small and it's sort wow. of a derealization depersonalization and depersonalization derealization is so interesting to look at if you ever have panic attacks and huh. you feel like you're out of control yeah, and oh my god get, and everything yeah. and i do and i'm not in this room but when you understand depersonalization and derealization you can sort of 
snaps wow. your back in, get that That's so brilliant. Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, well done. All right, well done. You know one. that. Okay, this one's my personal favorite. What is parasyndrome? Parasyndrome. So this is brilliant. This was seen in a group, and I think they were Japanese tourists yeah. who visit, and it, it was that they visited it. Paris, yeah. and they were yeah. so disappointed <laughs> that it wasn't this like quaint little. It was. It's a big grimy. I love Paris though, but love it's a big Paris. grimy yeah, city, it's a and they were yeah. fainting and collapsing. Oh, yeah. and so disappointed because they. And that tells you lower your expectations. Is that, how, Maddie, there's a 24-hour hotline for these people. I'm not even kidding in japan oh just God. for people who oh, yeah. need emotional calling support just in paris it's so funny yeah in it's like paris. studies show that japanese people are more susceptible to paris syndrome psychiatric breakdown that occurs when the city of paris it doesn't live up to the romantic ideal you envision get a grip get a grip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know but bless could you imagine being that disappointed that you collapse yeah, like, aim high expect low aim high expect i mean i moved low, to london 11 years I... ago expecting hugh grant notting hill and i lived in Campbell for the four years that when, I know. when it was when it was like, a lot this worse than it was now. This isn't right. What's yeah. this? Should we do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Okay. Should we do like this. this one? Yeah. Okay. Foreign accent syndrome. So this um has to do with um something called Broca's area in the brain, which is the speech centre. And I'm saying Broca's and I'm hoping it's that area because <laughs> another area. Someone will correct me. But anyway, so what can happen is our brains are flipping so clever yeah. and the, the, they can relearn. And what can happen is if you have an ischemic event, which means not enough blood, an infarction means no blood. Fuck so shit. strokes can stop blood going to certain areas of the brain. And it all depends on where in the blood flow to the brain is, is interrupted wow and if you have it affecting your speech area so you have something called dysphasia which is difficulty with talking yeah. it can either be expressive or receptive so you either can't get the word out so you could show someone who'd had a stroke that affected um Wernicke's area as well is, is involved I think but um they could look at a picture of a kettle and you say what's that and they would in their head they're going it's a fucking kettle but they can't tell you it they wow. can't get yeah. it out yeah, yeah. because of the what where it's been affected yeah and foreign accent syndrome was seen in people who had strokes and then the way that they formed their language made it seem as if they had an accent so oh. I think one of the most famous examples is a woman that sounded like she had an Asian type accent because of the way that her you know, her brain then formed language. It's so it came out sounding like she had an accent. Babe, I think this is what happening. This is what happening to all of One Direction. Yeah, now. what's going on? They're all in strokes. <laughs> Some, someone smacked Liam around. Some, the head. I think something's happened. They're all there they're from everywhere. See all these good hospitals. Is what that is so well, well done. Have you got three so You should be a doctor. Yeah, you should be a bloody doctor. Right. Uh, well, that's been great. We're going to finish off with our final section, yeah. where we do this thing where we just vent at the end of each episode. Yeah. Uh, we've got a song called "Everything's Pissing Me Off." Yeah. And uh, should we roll there? Should we roll there? Hit it. Right, you're pissing me off. Shut up. Fuck off. Yo. People's babies on my Instagram. You're pissing me off. Weird men yelling out from a white van. You're pissing me off. Foxes having sex in the night time. You're pissing me off. People who clap when the plane lands. Yeah, everything pisses me off. Yeah. Woo! There you go. That's you get, you get the idea. So anything. Yeah, if you were gonna write the second verse, Mads, go for it. What's okay. the thing you are? So it would go, people stopping for a conversation in the middle of a corridor. That's all pissing, pissing me, me off. off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deciding that you need to stop and look around at the top <laughs> of an escalator. You're that's that's pissing, pissing me off. Me off. <laughs> 
That's so true. Noisy eating oh, pissed me off. You'd hate me. And a new level today. A new level. So my my boyfriend plays on Fortnite. He plays with his friend oh. and they go through a, I forget what it's called now, so a Discord server. Yeah, same. Know, but they can hear each other. His friend decides that he needs to eat constantly no, over the stream. And so coming out the back of my telly is chewing noises. And I'm just there like... Oh my God. Pissing me off. Babe, D eating porn crackers. You can't I eat the TV. The loud- I keep my mouth closed, but I'm the loudest muncher. Yeah, there's like, a lot of crisps. munches. There's just like a lot <gasps> going on. Yeah. I don't understand. I've yeah, got really big teeth. But I think if the mouth is shut, then it's allowed. But it, it's the... I'm putting food in your mouth when there's already food in your mouth. Yeah. I no, do that though. I'm, I'm really greedy. I love that. That's so good. Well, we've got it out of our system. Oh, we feel better now, hey? We feel better. Oh. Shake it off. Shake it off. Oh, we love limbs. you, Maddie. Shake those limbs. We thank love you, Maddie. Thank you so much. Maddie, thank you so much for having us. Um, give it up for Maddie Lucy Dan. Maddie Lucy Dan, everybody. Play that song. Play the song. Play her out, Charlotte. She's an A and E doctor and a big tech tacker. She's really tall along like a piece of string. She's got real quirky fashion. A furry makeup bag and she's diagnosing everything. It's gastroenteritis. Is she really, really tall? Or is everything really small? It's Is she really, really tall? Or is everything really small? It's It's Sing it with me now. N H S N H S S N H S N H S N H S S N H S N H S Group.